And once you start doing that inner work, you write it down and you realize like, no, these men got to step up to the plate because that is just how worthy I am. That is, you know, that's how I see myself because that's the same that I'm going to reciprocate to my loved ones. As always, you guys are in for a special treat because I have Amanda here with me today. I met her recently. You'll hear a little bit more of our story, but I met her recently at an event. And not only is she a news anchor, she's a lot more than that, but she also is just such a pump up woman with an amazing spirit. She's just all around amazing. The kind of girl who's just going to lift your spirits, cheer for you, and just be in the background making sure you never give up. So I can't wait for you guys to hear this story of hers all about worthiness, finding her worth, and now how she's just there telling women all the time how worthy that they are. She's an amazing woman, and here you go. Hey friend, welcome to the Ready to Rise podcast with your host, me, Audrey Rose. This is the podcast all about taking your life to the next level. Join me on my journey as I create a life that I'm obsessed to wake up for every day. I hope that you are ready to create a life that you really, really love. Are you ready to rise? Okay, so first of all, this is Amanda, and I met you at Galentine's last, well, it was this year, 2023. It's like- Yeah, February. Gosh, it just feels like too long ago. But you said something that all of us have like repeated so much. You were just like, I forget your exact quote now because it's been so long. But you were just like, know your worth and like you are worthy, period. And that became like the tagline. Yes, I have been worthy. I am worthy and I will always be worthy, period. (laughs) I love it. That's like, that's it right there. And even prior to you saying that, I had connected with you a little bit and got to know a little bit about your story and just you stepping into this confidence, this worthiness, like just knowing, just owning it and wanting to teach that to other women and wanting them to know that like they are worthy, period. So Mm -hmm. I would love to have you like introduce yourself a little and, you know, give us the overview and then we can get into that story and talk about like what you went through to get here. Yes, of course. So my name is Amanda Aguilar. And this is so interesting. This is going to be the first time I introduce myself where I'm not just saying, Oh, I'm a news reporter. Um, For a long time, I literally just connected my identity to what I do. Um, And I've been working on taking that away. Like just I'm not just Amanda Aguilar, the news reporter. So I'm Amanda Aguilar. I'm a news reporter. I'm a mental health advocate. I am a 90s R&B music lover. I am a huge foodie. I'm a dog mom. Um, I am also a mentor to kids. And there's just so much about Amanda Aguilar. I hate to say I'm just a news reporter. But yes, I I am a news reporter um, here in Fresno, California, and I'm from the Bay Area, but it's nice to be back home in California. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, can we get in a little bit to that story? So if I'm not mistaken, I mean, there could be so much more before this, but I remember something about a breakup. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it wasn't just that bre- breakup. I think that breakup was the, you know, icing on the cake of like, okay, I'm done feeling like this. I think a lot of different situationships with guys um, led up to me finally being like, 
no, I want more for myself because I know there, there's so much out there for me and I know I'm worthy, even though I still was struggling to like truly believe it. So yeah, I started my whole self-love journey because I went through a bad breakup and I was just constantly questioning why not me? Why am I not good enough? And I'd always be like, all my friends would be like, you're the whole package. And I'd be like, but I'm not, I'm clearly not the whole package because this guy didn't want me. And one day, actually it was one night, I, I clearly remember I was crying over this guy. And I woke up the next morning, it was like 6am, I was on Instagram stories. And a friend who I, I didn't know her, we just kind of connected because of just mutual friends. And she posted about she just finished this self love program. She's so much more confident, she knows her worth. And I was just like, you know, you feel that kind of energy when a woman puts out how much confidence they have. And when they know how much how worthy they are, it, there's just this confidence that can like just go through a, a phone screen. And I was like, I want that. I want that so bad. And so I signed up for her self love coach. And that, that's my journey with um, my self love journey and my healing journey. And, and that's when I really started to do the inner work and finally realize and, and get I wouldn't say get rid of that limiting belief. But I started to heal on that heal that limiting belief that, oh, I'm not worthy of anything good, whether that be in a relationship whether that be friendship, whether that be, you know, my career, I finally was able to one identify that was the belief that I had, um, and then start to really reprogram my mind to truly believe that no, I am worthy of everything great in this world, because I'm an amazing person. I am a, you know, powerhouse woman. Um, so that's kind of what led up to my journey with self-love. I love it. And I would, I really want to ask you, it's almost like the question I was going to ask, but I'm flipping it to like, how did you start to realize? Like, I know you said, you know, like clearly these men are like treating me as if I'm not the whole package, but were there other things in there that made you realize that like you weren't giving yourself that love that you deserve? Yeah, I really started to write down like my limiting beliefs. And I think one of the tools in my coach's program was, you know, write these limiting beliefs that you have. And where the facts like, give some facts to back it up. And I couldn't come up with anything. <laughs> and she was like, she was, I remember she was sipping her boba drink. And because I was like, well, I think this and she was like, Okay, what facts do you have? And she was just like sipping her drink. And I was like, well, this and she was like, but is that actually true? And I'm like, no, like, I just think and she's like, okay, come up with facts. I'm like, okay, well, this and she was like, is that a fact? I'm like, no, and I couldn't come with up with wow. any facts to prove that like, you aren't worthy in this career or that you suck as a news yeah. reporter. Like, I just had no facts to back it up. And I was like, I'm, I'm causing myself anxiety. And I'm the one that is stopping myself and preventing myself from being the best first person that I truly can be. Yeah. Um, and so it was doing stuff like that. And affirmations help so much to just believe because as yeah. a news reporter, I use words a lot. And so I know how powerful words can be. 
And so I didn't realize that a lot of the negative self-talk that I was giving myself, that was really powerful. And I didn't realize how much it took an impact on me until I started reframing it to be like, I trust that everything is unfolding at the perfect time. I, you know, spread love to everyone around me and it comes back to me tenfold. You know, I started just like saying these positive affirmations and it sounded weird at first doing it in front of my mirror and I felt weird. And then you get to a point and you are, you believe that you believe it so much. And that really helped switch my mindset of, you know, you are worthy of everything, Amanda. Oh, I love it so much. And I can imagine how like you might realize how little like you're putting on that self-love or how little self-love you're giving yourself when it feels that awkward to do affirmations in the mirror, right? You're just like, wow, I'm so out of practice. Like I'm so not doing this. But now, as you mentioned, you're feeling amazing. Like you're able to say that to yourself. You're able to just radiate and it and it totally shows. Yes. So that's what I love. Like the work. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I I definitely learned that, you know, when you are usually in need of something from someone, whether that be, you know, a significant other, maybe work, it's usually a sign that that's actually what you need to give yourself. Um, And so there were times where, you know, with this former guy, I remember just being like, Oh, why can't he just like, compliment me? Why can't he, you know, just give me this feeling that I'm special. And I realized I never once told myself like, Amanda, you look freaking fine as hell. Like you are beautiful. I I was searching it. So outside sources, and I never was giving it to myself. And then when I realized and I and sometimes I catch myself even in my current relationship, where I'm like, Oh, I need this. And I'm like, girl, why can't you do it yourself? Like give that to yourself first. (laughs) So it's so easy to start doing that and start thinking externally like that. But Mm -hmm. once you start giving it to yourself and I feel like for me, I finally met my fiance once I started to incorporate more of that into my life for myself. Like I chased the men who were going to treat me the way I treated myself. And until I fixed that, I didn't find a, a person that was worthy of being with me. Truly. Yes. You really have to operate on this higher frequency to meet those higher quality guys. And I, when I realized that I'm telling my friends, I'm like, you got to do the inner work, sis. We're, we're trying to attract good men here. Like you got to do the inner work. It's so true. It's so true that. And I swear by manifestation boards, I I'm like, yes. I showed him, I actually showed him mine and he was like, wow, honey. I just don't, I only don't have one quality on here. And I was like, yeah, I know because that's that is like, so funny. Yeah, I did that too. I wrote who Love my, it. I wrote what kind of relationship I wanted. Yes. And, and I'm like, well, look at God right here. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I love that because you also have it in writing. Like you have it right in front of you. What I want in my life. Right. Like I remember like maybe going on a date or two and I'd come home and look at that and I'd be like, oh gosh, they check only five of these boxes. And and it was based off of what I wanted the relationship to be like, not like necessarily how much money they make or what they do as mm-hmm. a career, but more so like I do want him to be career focused or I do want him to have these goals in mind. And yeah, when you start thinking, what kind of feeling does I, do I want it to invoke in me? you put it down on paper and you just see like who actually brings that out for you. And it's, it. And 
Yeah. And when, like you said, like just knowing you really learn to know what you want when you do the inner work. I think when at first, obviously pre-growth Amanda, I had very kind of superficial things that were, Mm -hmm. I remember always saying like, I want someone honest. I want someone with good communication. First of all, that's bare minimum, sis. That is bare minimum. Yes. And you start to like do the inner work and you start to realize these other values that you have. And you're like, I I remember looking back when I wrote my like non-negotiable list, kind of like you. And I'm like, those men have any of that. What was I thinking? And once you start doing that inner work, you write it down and you realize like, no, these men got to step up to the plate because that is just how worthy I am. That is, you know, that's how I see myself because that's the same that I'm going to reciprocate to my loved one. Yeah. It's just like that quote, you know, like you show others the way that you want to be treated. Oh yes. So it's that, you know, that's what they're, it seems like such a big thing, but that's all there is to it. It's like, if, if they cannot meet that bare minimum of like, whatever it is for you specifically, if they don't meet that, then like, that's it. There's no, I know I'll tell my friend, she sometimes when she, she's kind of going on like the fun dating, you know, and she'll be like, Oh, he, you know, he tells me like where he's going and he makes me feel secure. And I'm like, bare minimum. That is already something that comes with a relationship. Do not be impressed by that. Yeah. That's not impressive, sis. Exactly. Like that's nothing. That's like, yeah, exactly. I love that so much. Everybody should do that. And the the thing is like, uh, quick side tangent. The thing is like, we have to get in with ourselves. And like you said, it's like doing the work and making that space for ourselves to truly Mm -hmm. sit and think about it. Because if you're too wrapped up in some like dysfunctional guys, intentions and whatever, you are not going to be thinking straight and be able to make that list. Yes. You got to have to give yourself the space to have the clarity. Yes. And sometimes you realize, not sometimes, most of the time you realize you also have parts of yourself that, you know, you have to work on. And, And that was a big game changer for me was realizing not, it. it's not that it excused what, how men treated me, but it also made me realize, well, like I allowed them to treat me like that. I had no boundaries. I didn't know what my values were, what my non-negotiables were. So a part of you, when you do that inner work and it's uncomfortable, you have to take accountability of, you know, what you've allowed and what you need to work on. And it's hard to be like, oh yeah, I got something to work on. But when you do the work and you start to heal those parts of you, I mean, it's just a, it's a beautiful after. I love that you just mentioned that. So I just had an interview with a friend who wrote a book called tiny mad ideas. And she speaks to that so much, like about how so many of our limiting beliefs come from these fear-based thoughts. And it's so true. Like you have all these fears inside, but then over time we grow these limiting beliefs, like as like a shell around it to just like protect ourselves And Mm -hmm. it's so interesting how then that leads to our actions in multiple places in life, but definitely in these relationships. And it's like the fear of being alone or the fear of not being good enough or whatever it is, you start to just go after people who are like, well, he needs me. That was my story as like an Enneagram too. And, you know, a helper, I was like, well, that guy needs me. So, uh, he won't go anywhere. (laughs) I'll never oh, be like- I was exactly the same. I would be like, oh, he has so much potential. 
let me let me get him to there because then he's going to be even more appreciative of me because he's going to see how much I helped him like my gosh I mean no more helping no more none of that that's not our responsibility oh and we deserve and like now looking back from to where I am now it's just like whoa like now I'm treated like a freaking queen and it's reciprocated like it's everything is completely balanced it's so amazing but yes it's it's so nice to be in that healthy relationship where you you are reciprocated all the love and everything that you give it's just like it was hard at first I will say because you're so used to like chaos honestly where you're like is this really how it's supposed to be and then I mean with my relationship for a few months I was like so confused like what is this why does it feel so easy you know and the fact that he communicated his feelings honestly I always laugh because I remember in my manifestation book I said you know I want a guy that communicates because I look at myself as a good communicator. This man is a better communicator than me. <laughs> wow. He has humbled me. And I'm like, wow, I need to step my game up. But like, mm. he challenges me in the best way possible. And I love that because I felt like before I was trying to be the one to challenge the guy and, you yeah. know, it just wasn't working. And it goes both ways. It's just this even exchange. And I love it. Oh my God. I love everything you just said. And I really want to ask you, you mentioned towards the beginning, like about working with youth. I would love to hear more about that. Yes. So it's, I actually started in, oh my gosh, I want to say going into college. I started as like a day camp leader. And that's when I was like, I love kids. Like I just love connecting with kids. Um, And so I did that in the, in college. And then when I moved to Kansas for my first job, I joined Big Brothers Big Sisters, the organization. And that decision was the best decision of my life. I was paired up with um, a little girl. She was six years old at the time. And I just basically served as her mentor. I mean, her big sister. Um, And just, you know, guiding her in the right way. Um, You know, she was the youngest out of five kids. So she didn't get a lot of discipline. She kind of, you know, she was she just needed some guidance. Um, and she also grew up in a rougher neighborhood. Um, so there was that risk of, you know, her not doing well in school, you know, cause she was exposed to a lot of things. And, you know, I just made sure I was on top of her with her school and just, and just showing her her possibilities. Um, you know, I would take her to my news station to show her, like, I went to school, I worked really hard, like, this is what you can have, you can have this life of, you know, doing something you love and anything that you have in your head as a dream, you can make a reality as long as you work hard. Um, And so that is when I was like, I love just connecting with the youth because I think there are a lot of kids out there, you know, that aren't blessed with, you know, role models, you know, parental figures, whether that be guardians or their grandparents. Um, and I just, I want to give that to kids. I want to be a role model for, for kids. Um, and so here in Fresno, I actually recently volunteered for the local Big Brothers Big Sisters organization because I want to get back into it because I love it so much. Um, but I also, you know, go around to some of the schools here in the Central Valley to talk to kids about leadership and 
you know, just focusing on your goals, because there's so much out there for them. Um, a lot of the schools we go to, you know, I, I talk to some of the principals, and they're just like, look, they're exposed to gangs every day. You know, a lot of them come from households that, you know, one of their parents is in jail. Um, these kids literally just do not think that they have a bright future because they didn't have anyone to look up to that yeah. did. Um, and I want to change that. And so I love going to these schools and speaking to these kids and just showing them like, hey, what's possible for me is so possible for you. And, you know, you just got to do this, this, this. And, you know, you can have everything that you want. And so I, I just love kids. I mean, they're the future, you know, and I if we can get them on a good path, I think we have a very bright future for for our country. Oh, I love that so much. Everything that you're doing, that's so awesome. And I hope that somebody like listening just takes a little nugget from that too. You know, even if it's not youth, where your passion is, just go volunteer somewhere, like with something. Yes. It fills you up. Find so something that just lights you up and, mm-hmm. and do that. Yeah. I love that. Um, I just want to go back to the self-care. Like as we kind of wrap up, I love, I love talking about self-care tips in general, but I would love you to share just as you're working hard as a news anchor. I mean, you're doing so much and that's like gotta be a stressful job as well. And you travel occasionally too. I mean, you have yes. so much fun. How do you continue your self-care journey? So my self-care journey actually started probably, you know, recently, I won't act like I have been doing this yeah. all my life. Um, but one, it was realizing that how important self-care was and how important it is to pour into yourself or else I can't pour into my job and to my loved ones or anything. But my favorite thing to do is actually schedule my self-care practices. Yes. So like, and it's it's just something nice to look forward to because I am um, a Google Calendar girl. So I have everything on my Google Calendar. So I will schedule like next week. Um, I'm doing a little solo date to watch The Little Mermaid. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. So like little things like that. I'll f- find, I remember writing a list of just things that bring me joy, like self-care practices. And it, and it looks different for everyone. So a lot of things are, you know, going to the movies by myself, um, you know, cooking my favorite kind of meal. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, you know, just like laying on the couch watching Netflix. But I'll schedule that throughout the month. So I have something to look forward to. And then like, I'll obviously get my Google calendar. And I was like, Oh, okay, you know, gonna, this is the day to four hours, just watch Netflix, or I'm working on um, a massage, because I haven't got one of those in a while. So I'm like, okay, we need to figure out when I can add that massage to my calendar. So that's definitely something that I love to do to just make sure that I'm continuously practicing self care, because it's real. sometimes it's when you're so busy, it's you forget about it. And then then you feel the impact when you're not practicing self care. That's the thing. And especially with a job that can be stressful and you're always, I mean, your job is like, you have a lot going on mentally, physically, even it's like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot. So honestly, you have to be able to be at the top of your game. And how can you be like, how can you be that if you're not pouring into yourself? Exactly. Yeah. It's, and I'm so glad I've gotten to a point too, where I'm not ashamed of needing self-care arrest because that was, a huge thing I was dealing with. And I remember just being in the news industry and one of my bosses, um, she was like, well, if you're not dying, like you need to show up to work. And I, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh. And so that was when I was first starting off in news. So in my mind, I was programmed like, 
you got to keep grinding unless you are dying. You are not calling in sick. You are not taking a break. And it took me a while to realize, hey, rest is okay. Rest is productive. It's not lazy. Um, And I'm also just grateful I work at a station right now that understands that Um, Disney actually owns my station. And I love how they have mental health days. Wow. They give us mental health days. And I was like, yes. Out. Yeah. Yes. How cool. So it's, it's nice to one, you know how important self-care is, but also for your job to yeah. recognize that as well. Yeah. I think that that's such a, yeah, I could get on that soapbox for sure, but more companies need to start implementing yes. that. Mm-hmm. It is so helpful. I've I've seen a lot of other stations um too where they would just give their employees a day off, and I'm like, that is amazing. And it's hard because it's like, well, news never stops, but wow. you know they made it work. And yeah, I more companies need to give these like mental health days because I remember you know just calling in sick, and I mean yeah. technically it is you know you're you're not great with your mental mm-hmm. health and. Your physical health is mental health. Health is yeah. mental health. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. thing. It's all inclusive. Yeah, I love that so much. Oh, uh, I loved I love talking to you. Um uh, can you let everybody know where to find you. Of course. So my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's all the same handle. It's A Aguilar, which is A G U I L A R. TV. <laughs> Perfect. And I'll make sure it's in the show notes as well. But I just love these little nuggets that you give and just everything that you stand for. And yeah, everything that you promote in general, like you, you're an amazing human. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, you guys, I have something so exciting to share with you. So I was looking back through my episodes and like what's been downloaded a lot. And it looks like one of the Sunday Scaries episodes that had a quick journaling tool to help you get through the sticky situation has been downloaded so many times. And I'm really excited to announce that I now am offering workbooks. So if you go to my website, they are short, they are sweet, they are simple, and they are not expensive. Just go to helloaudreyrose.com slash workbooks and you can actually get in to check out some of those fun workshops or workbooks because I know that journaling seems to be a really awesome way to get through a lot of these processes that we are going through. And just having a short, quick way to do that is obviously amazing and easy and simple and help you get through that real quick. And I also want to say that, you know, I've been talking so much about this October retreat, but I've decided that this is definitely not the only retreat happening, right? Like we are going to be doing quarterly retreats, maybe even more often in the future, but definitely four times a year. And so to stay in the know of all of that and find out the fun locations that they go and that they end up at, you can text retreat to 707-347-0723. I'm so happy you got to make it to another amazing episode of the Ready to Rise podcast. Don't hesitate to share this with a friend that needs to hear it. Send it straight to their DMs. Take a screenshot, throw it up in your stories, tag me in it at Hello Audrey Rose. And don't forget, if you leave a written review on the iTunes app, that also helps people find it. So if it resonates with you, help others find it. And I can't wait to hear how much you loved this awesome episode. Have a blessed day.